Don't worry about being a great business person. Be a great human being. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Deliver the unexpected. Do something remarkable for them. Is I think that everybody should start a personal blog Mm -hmm. and start building followers and and letting people know through your blog and through your social media that you have a passion for what you are doing and start building your audiences. And I don't think you can start too soon. Maybe you don't have your purpose totally figured out, but that's fine. Share your journey, but start building your audience. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast, and every week we bring you special guests, well-resourced persons, and this particular edition I have Edwin Dearborn, a personal branding and a brand strategist and leadership strategist with me today to share insight into how you can build your personal brand and also be able to use content marketing to establish your brand and your credibility online. Edwin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, great. Edwin, you've been in the system for over a decade now and in, in using building brands and helping other businesses and all that you've done. Can you we delve into your background and how you got into media and branding and your clients so far. Yes. Um, I started out when I was about 18 years old. My parents owned several small businesses. And so out of a necessity, the businesses had to be promoted. So I started out with what marketing I knew at the time, which was, you know, handing out business cards, networking, handing out flyers. But I knew that we would have to take it to another level. So I started educating myself and I started reading uh, books. I took some classes in college here in California about marketing. And so I started to really not only delve into it for the purpose of helping the businesses, but I really kind of resonated with me as a purpose in my life because I really fell in love with marketing. And, and then I, about a couple years after that, I worked for a marketing and advertising company in Irvine, California. And I started to now really work full time with multiple companies across many uh, business types, you know, uh, food companies, doctors, uh, insurance companies, uh, finance, all these types of companies. And so I, I get, became more exposed and experienced with marketing. And so that really kind of led the rest of my lifetime helping small businesses and startups with their branding and their marketing initiatives. So uh, you started at the age of 18. That is interesting. One of the things I want to find out is the area of what those who build businesses are based on the area of their passions and their gifting. So you had a flair and an edge for writing the signpost and you wanted to take it to the next level. So you had followed your bliss, as Campbell may say, that led you through this path. Yes. And, you know, I think that um, what I have found is that, you know, where people succeed the most is by following something and getting involved in something that they truly believe in. And when you have a strong purpose, uh, everything I've learned philosophically and 
found uh, throughout my own personal development is that when you really follow your own purpose, you're happiest. Basically true because those who are vaccinated in various fields are those who've done the things, they do the thing they love or they love the things they do. So they have the strong connection in that area which build and excel and build great success through those, those fields. This is true. And, and then once you find that passion, you have to follow that with education. You have to, I also find that people that are successful in any field, whether it's marketing or business or sports, is they do a lot of study. You know, they expose themselves to other people. They, they become mentored by those they look up to. You know, you recently had Dory Clark on your, on your show and Dory is someone that I've, you know, I've read her book and she's provided me inspiration. And I, and so I think to be successful, you not only have to follow your purpose, but then you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and important knowledge that will help you become competent. Mm. Good. Now let, let's build it gradually from the college level, especially those seeking to build their brand's position. You mentioned two critical things that they find in their passion or things that they really love to do and able to work in that area. Let's look at how does a college of students begin to build this brand from that perspective upwards? Well, I think that um, a college student uh, in particular, I think, should really sit down and ask himself what what legacy does he want to leave for his life? What 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 does he really want to impact the world with? And so, when you really kind of discover for yourself how you want to impact the world, then it's a matter of okay, well, what what courses are going to enable me better to do that impact, to create that impact that I want? But more specifically, I think once they've decided on that path, and of course it can change, is I think that everybody should start a personal blog mm-hmm. and start building followers and and letting people know through your blog and through your social media that you have a passion for what you are doing and start building your audiences. And I don't think you can start too soon. Maybe you don't have your purpose totally figured out, but that's fine. Share your journey but start building your audience and start letting people know that you're somebody with an authentic voice, with a genuine passion for something. Let's speak from the a college students who's, who started something in, the, in this form. But along the line, think maybe in my final year, I'm about to leave college and I need to go into the real world to look for business. I think that uh, the course that I picked is something that I really think that now I'm not so much enthused about that. How do I begin to make the transition to something that I'm more passionate and I think will be more lasting to help my brand as I grow up? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that you have to look for uh, groups and organizations that are network-based that are centered around your industry. So let's say your major is public relations, for example. Mm-hmm. I would look for networking groups that meet about public relations. Maybe there's uh, public relations associations or public relations clubs or public relations networking groups. And I would start to find where those type of individuals congregate and I would start to mix and with those people and find out what they need and want 
and start to collaborate with people in these organizations. You know, many times um, people will collaborate through nonprofits. Maybe they're in different industries, but they share a passion for helping feeding children or helping get rid of cancer or something like that. And so by networking with like-minded people, they see that you have a passion for something. And, of course, that translates to, well, if he's got a passion for helping children and he's trained in public relations, he's probably got a passion in other things, too. So, you know, my my advice is, is start networking with like-minded people in whatever category you're passionate about. And I think that by networking with people, you start to build trust and then all of a sudden you uh, will find the right job through your network. Your network will take care of you. Well, I think I, I like this path. <laughs> I like this really path because if one is able to follow and go through that one, I think landing a job will be quite easier because you, because of your networking abilities and the things you've done so far and where you, you, you've taken internship to do this. So getting to the um, job employment in the mainstream will be quite easier, not that difficult as to someone who just running around and sending applications to or CVs to places. Yeah, I'm, you can send the applications. I'm not saying don't do that, but I think the best way to dem I mean, your best resume is you in person. So if you can present your best qualities to more people in person, those are the most invaluable connections. Otherwise, how does a person make a decision when there's 50 resumes sitting in front of them? <laughs> right? You don't, you're just another resume. But if you're a person that has made an emotional or an important connection with someone, your resume now goes on top. Mm-hmm. They may not even look at the other 49 resumes. They may just throw those away and, and take yours because they, they see that you're the right person. Now, um, Edwin, let, let's look at how people can then begin to present their best selves in all situations to position their brands using social media and all offline activities. What are some of the best ways or ways one can use to position or explode his or her best self to people? Well, I think that, um, number one, you have to have, you really have to promote yourself with a unique value. Branding is really about uniqueness. Mm -hmm. What makes you different than somebody else? And it may be something um, very minor, but that minor thing to you may be important to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It may be the fact that you speak a second language. It may be that you grew up in a foreign country and have a more worldly view. It may be the fact that you grew up in small businesses, so you understand the plight of a small business person. But you have to find your unique position and your unique story that allows people to see that you are different. Number two, you have to take that uniqueness and you have to market it. Like you, you have this, you have this radio show, you have this blog, right? That allows you to rise above the noise from other people in your area or within your industry. You found a unique voice. So, number one, you have to find out, well, who am I? What makes me unique? What What's going to make me stand out? And then number two, how do I take that unique position and communicate that over and over and over to the world? 
And a lesson on that is it, it won't happen overnight. You're going to have to resonate your message over and over and over consistently. And it may take months, it may take years, but then all of a sudden your network, your circle of people begin to believe and look to you as the person to turn to for that unique offer that you have. And so I think those are the two most crucial points. Know who you are, have your unique position, and then promote it broadly and consistently. So first, got to do self-assessment. So you should know who you are, then look at the broad means of assessment for ways to then reach out using those those uniqueness about you to the world. Now let's get people initially mentioned about blogging. Somebody said, "I'm not a good writer. I don't think I can blog. What do I need to do?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that you have to find something that you can do. Mm. You know, on my website edwindearborn.com, I give. 55 different types of content that one can create. A blog is just one of them. Mm. Maybe you do a video series on YouTube. Um, maybe you post interesting short videos on Divine. Maybe you post artwork on Instagram or Pinterest. Maybe you do public speaking very well. So, again, you have to find the channel that you feel that you can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I learned is don't worry about the quality in the beginning. If all you have is an iPhone and that's how you're going to make your first videos, then make your first videos on an iPhone. <laughs> but start publishing your content. Start saying something to the world because no one's going to really know that you stand for something unless you communicate about it. Wow, that's a good point there. That's a good point there. Yeah. Oh. I think not only do you have to find out who you are, you have to find out what communication channel you feel that you can do something about. So if you're not a good writer, then don't write. <laughs> um, if you're not good on video, don't do video. But, you know, look around and find something that that maybe you, you draw. Maybe you um, are a good artist. I don't know. But there, there's a way for you to communicate. And I would just find something that you're comfortable with. It could be as simple as Twitter. You go, I can do 140 characters. Mm -hmm. See? That's the beginning. Maybe I um, I curate content. I, I'm going to build up my LinkedIn, net, LinkedIn network. And I'm going to share with them content from other people. I'm going to share quotes. I'm going to share content from famous magazines and blogs. But I'll position myself as someone who's interested in the area and communicates about it, even if it's through curating other people's content. No. Now, so can you quickly take us through? So I know you've mentioned some of the, the ways that we, we, we can also repurpose our content in a way. Can you take us through some other couple more or ways we can also share content using the Internet to help position our brands? Absolutely. Well, I think that, you know, we are becoming a society that's very uh, used to audiovisual technology. So you have a video that you could do. You could mm -hmm. do podcasting. You could do webinars on, on Google Hangouts. Um, 
you can build a network with on LinkedIn and start sharing observations or articles that you enjoy and connecting other people. Uh, Twitter, I think, is uh, when you really understand Twitter, I think it's a powerful form mm. not only connect with, a pe- with people on a global basis, but to share insights and uh, realities that you share with them. And based on that interaction, you will discover things about people, and then that will open the door to even more content. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say I write an article, and it's a short article. Maybe it's only about two or 300 words. It's not that um, exciting writing style. It's very simple. But let's say I have three or four people comment on it. I'll read those comments, and those comments can inspire new ideas for me to now write my next article. They may bring up a good point, and I, instead of just commenting on that good point, I may research that issue that they brought up, mm-hmm. and now next article. I believe that good content marketers, the key skill is listening. Listen to what people say. Watch the trends in business. See where the world is going and add your perspective to things that are happening in real time. Now, let's delve a little bit more into uh, content marketing that I'm really like, I'm interested into, into that because of the noise in this age and how one can use even that one to make, to beef up his business and his brand to uh, take us through a little more of that too. Okay, great. Content marketing really is about um, sharing your insight and sharing knowledge. Whereas marketing has traditionally been this, I'm going to try and convince you to buy from me. And I'm just going to ask you over and over and over to buy from me while I talk about how amazing I am. Content marketing takes more of an approach of positioning yourself as a leader by educating others, by involving people in the discovery about what you're about. So, example, I could try to, if I was selling coffee, I could just sit there and tell you, well, I have better coffee than Starbucks. You need to come and buy my coffee. Or I could use content marketing and I could show you the history of coffee. I could show you, I could tell you stories about the different types of coffee that come from around the world. I could have a cooking channel and I could show you how to make lattes, how to make coffee like the Italians do. I could show you how the French make coffee. And all of a sudden I start involving you in the passion and the know-how. And of course, what happens? People will turn to you more and more for the know-how and the insight about coffee, and of course, that will eventually lead to people wanting to buy coffee from you. But you never directly sold coffee. You see that? Mm, that's true. People in the story. You involved people in the passion. You demonstrated your passion by going, here, come into my kitchen and let me show you how we make these types of coffee. Here, let me take you across the world and let me show you how coffee is grown in Kenya, how it's grown in Costa Rica, how it's harvested in, you know, Jakarta. And so when you 
take me through these experiences, you touch my heart. And of course, that builds brand loyalty because I now feel an emotional connection to you. And I want to support that emotional connection with my dollars by buying your product. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, is, is there some of the ways that you personally have used to also uh, uh, choosing your blog in that in area? I guess I, I'm just kind of through some of your blog posts so far that you do, you make plus post strategically. Let me put it so as in on certain specific themes. Yes. Yes. You, you want to talk about a specific topic when you're creating a piece of content, you know, so maybe um, one day you're talking about public relations for the small business. Uh, then the next piece could be about personal branding. It depends on your industry. And, you know, what's interesting is that what probably makes for the best content is answering people's questions. Mm-hmm. Often I'll ask somebody, well, what are the top 10 questions that people ask about your product or service? Mm. Well, let's start content that starts ask, answering those questions in a creative manner, right? Mm. Instead of just saying, well, our prices are such, tell them why your prices are. Tell them why, you, why you've come to these prices, what the value. You know, now we're not just talking about price. We're talking about... We, we, we have, we offer this price. We're not the cheapest, but this is the value we bring. This is the care that we put in our product or service. This is the time that we spend to make sure you have high quality. And by telling people more than just a price, you're answering the question in full. You're giving them the full conceptual understanding of why you're that price. And so if you took each of those questions and thoroughly answered it, with information, videos, uh, uh, reference points, statistics, case studies, etc., all of a sudden you're now building a transparency about everything you do and what happens when we, we are transparent with people and we're honest with people. We build trust. And people buy from those they trust. It doesn't matter whether they like the product or not. They don't trust you. They're not <laughs> but if they trust you and they really like you, because what really motivates a purchase is the heart, not the head. Well, uh, in this particular age that we find ourselves to me, you, 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 can, you can gain or game uh, the system by getting attention, but you can game the system with trust. That's right. Trust, I mean, you, you've got to be genuine. And, and there's so many brands that, you know, um, that have really touched people's hearts and they've grown exponentially. Take a look at Tom's shoes. You know, you buy a pair of Tom's and then a, a child with no shoes is going to get a pair because you bought their shoe. So mm-hmm. it's got an, it's got an emotional appeal. It's its story. It's more than just, I'm buying a pair of shoes. I'm buying a pair of shoes that positively affects another human being that I will never meet. And so when I walk around in my shoes, it isn't just a style statement. It's a statement about humanity. It's a connection to your heart. Hmm. As I had the session more than I had the session, and uh, because of love and trust, 
That's right. That's right. So I, I believe that you, you really have got to tap into good, great branding, remarkable branding is very intelligent how to genuinely connect with people's basic needs. Um, and those needs are more than just food and water. It's, it's love, it's friendship, it's kinship, it's wanting to change the world. It's wanting to uh, leave a positive legacy. It's somehow I make a difference. Yeah, maybe my pair of $50 shoes or my $100 shoes, maybe they're not the most stylish shoes, but they're shoes that are making a difference. And to that degree, it gives a self-satisfaction that their life and their purchase means something. Mm-hmm. But so, what, what what are some of your great tips on keeping building trust, customer loyalty in the area of brand? Well, I think the first thing is is be honest with people with what you can and can't do. I've had many clients that have asked me to do certain things that factually are above my ability, and I tell them that. And I say, look, of the ten things that you required of me, I can do seven of them, but those other three, I'm going to have to defer. I'm going to have to have somebody else come in because I'm not as competent at that as other people. And I'll tell you, maybe you don't get all their business, but you just earned their respect because, you know, it's what you get back is thank you for being honest with me that you didn't try to sell me something you couldn't do. And I had that with a client one time who asked me to perform certain marketing and it was beyond my capabilities at the time. And I told them, I said, I'm not the right person for you. And this was a very, very big contract. This was going to be, you know, six or $7,000 a month in marketing fees. But to be honest with you, what he needed was not what I was able to do. Well, about six months later, because I had created trust with him, he came back to me and he says, okay, I do have something that you can do and I want to pay you for that. See, and I got his business and I got his referrals because in the beginning I was honest with him and I wasn't going to take his money for something I couldn't do. Mm. So I think the first point is be worthy of trust and be honest with people. Second of all is when you promise to deliver something, you got to work your you-know-what off and really deliver the goods. You've got to be the person that is easily seen as the hardest working. You're always returning your phone calls. You're always answering your questions. You're showing up and you're doing the job. And if you're honest with people and you work harder than the other person, you will always be in demand. Well, yeah, but, you know, people think to take their one of the quick, fast, quick fix means of getting trust and building customer loyalty in your brand building, and it soon after fades away because it doesn't really last. That's right, right. And it's got to look, you know, we all know uh, when we're genuinely loved, we all know when somebody is genuinely taking care of us, and we, we note that. We are able to note that difference. So my, my thing is, it, it's not, you know, you have to excel in being a great human being to be a great business person. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about being a great business person. Be a great human being. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. D- deliver the unexpected. Do something remarkable for them. 
you know, make a, a permanent memory in their mind going, wow, that person, you know, made every effort to not only deliver what they promised, but to, to be the best person that they could be. And I think that when you really excel at your own character, when you become an ethical character, it, it will um, resonate with people. That doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. That means that you don't have shortcomings. But when you when you have those mistakes and you apologize for them or take responsibility for them, they will see that too. And they will they'll be fine with it. They'll go, look, everybody falls down. Everybody has problems. We understand. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging it. Thank you for being honest with me. I appreciate it. I now know I can trust you because I know that if you fall down, you're going to let me know. Mm-hmm. So what has have been some of the challenges your clients do face that you take them through in the area of uh, the brand building in their businesses? And the, the most common challenges that they find them coming to you to help them solve and resolve? Uh, um, well, the first challenge that we have to overcome is they tend to be very beaten down by business. They've, they've almost gone into apathy about marketing and branding. Mm. So the first thing I usually have to do is rehabilitate their belief in, their, in themselves and in their brand, that they are relatives, that they are marketable, that they, they have a, a dynamic place in this world, right? Number two, I would say the, the second biggest challenge is overcoming people who think they already know everything. If the person mm. already knows all about his problems, it's kind of hard to fix them. <laughs> so what I try to do is I try to coach people to have humility. Mm. That doesn't that you're bad or wrong. It's just that we have to be able to look at our mistakes and our weaknesses so that we can change them. And then number three, another big challenge is getting the person to commit to a strategy and a budget that will forward their marketing. If you don't have a marketing strategy in writing that you follow like uh, they do in sports, like a coach will have for a team, if you don't have a written strategy and you don't support that strategy with a budget, your marketing is not going to move forward. But if you've got a great strategy and you're financing and you're supporting that strategy with a budget, more than likely you're going to succeed past 90 to 95% of your competition. Hmm. So do people feel in the last part, in the last part, the more because they might know their problem, they are, they, they are humble enough to help, but they don't have a strategy, they don't have a budget to meet that need. That's right. And, and strategy is really what takes you from where you are to where you want to go. So a lot of times strategy is just a matter of reverse engineering. I'll start out with, well, where do you want to be at? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and they'll describe to me their ideal. Well, we want to be at so many sales. We want to be recognized as leaders. And I go, okay, great. That's, that's your ideal. That's where you want to go. When do you want to get there? A year from now, two years from now, and they'll say, you know, okay, we want to be there in two years from now. Great. Now let's walk backwards 
and figure out the steps that will take you from where you are to where you want to be. You know, how much content are we going to have to put out? What types of content are going to resonate? How do we reach your target audience? How much are we going to commit? How many appointments do we need to set? Or you you see, and, and we start to put it together mathematically to go from point A to point B. So mm-hmm. I, I think really engineering like approach. This is the this is the canyon. It's got no bridge. We need to build a bridge. Great. How much steel do we need? How many workers do we need? How much cement do we need? How much finance do we need for that bridge? And we start to work on a plan. And now if you've got a blueprint and you've got the equipment and the personnel and finance, guess what? You can build a bridge. That's right. That's right. What will be your billion-dollar tip to the world in the area of personal branding and content marketing? I would say my biggest tip is learn. Always keep your mind open. Always be learning. Because the world is a fast-paced place. It's moving at a speed faster than ever before. And the only way you're going to keep up is to keep an open mind and to keep learning. Keep an open mind and keep learning. Where can one connect with you and all the resources that you have to offer to the world? Well, they, they can go to my website, Edwin Dearborn, D-E-A-R-B-R-N.com, and they can also connect with me on Twitter at Edwin Dearborn. Well, thank you. It's been insightful having you for this short time interview interaction to do brand building. This is a uh, great interview, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure I treasure. Okay, great. Thanks for listening. I want you to go to Amazon.com and get my latest book on personal branding. That is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get a copy for yourself and for someone else. The book is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. The best is yours.